Hello and welcome to the Random Pinoy Geek Podcast, the show where we geek out to three random topics until the timer runs out. I'm your random host, Elvin, and with me are JR and Freddy. We're friends and geeks who grew up in the Philippines, and in each episode, we hang out and talk about things that are near and dear to all our little geeky hearts. Before we start, if you'd like to support the show and our content creator ready to take the next step in your journey, check out episodify.com. They'll help produce and edit any content you're creating, whether it's audio or video, short form or long form. They'll do it all. That's episodify.com. You might notice that we're missing one of our geeky friends today, Sushi. We're, so, we're missing estrogen. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to bring that up because we also have estrogen. Oh, we do? You. We yeah. do. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's oh. a, to a minimal amount. We have a minimal amount of estrogen. Yeah, I'm saying, I, did, I didn't say we don't have estrogen. I'm saying we're, we're missing, missing some. I guess, I guess we're missing significant <laughs> amount of estrogen. That is true. So in order to combat that, we add a lot of testosterone in the form of our guest, um, Freddy. Hey, Hello. Freddy. Freddie is the founder of Neutral Grounds. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know Neutral Grounds, if you don't know Neutral Grounds what you're are not, you doing here? Yeah, you're not part. Um, so for our foreign uh, listeners, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Neutral sorry. Grounds mm-hmm. is a establishment in the Philippines. It's, it's like one of basically those, the LGS. The, yes, right? the, the LGS, your local gaming store. That's it. He's also the president of Ludus Distributors, distributors. Yeah. and uh, he's, which is. Board games. Board yeah, games. we distribute uh, tabletop games, miniatures, card games, board games to the Philippines. Yep. And uh, if you're broke right now, you <laughs> it's, know, because, it's because, it's of, because it. of it. <laughs> and you know, it's uh, it's an unfortunate reality that we're gladly part that we gladly enjoy. <laughs> Besides our new guests, we also want to encourage all of our listeners to join our Discord. And also check out our shorts on YouTube. Soon we will also have videos there uh, for our. Uh, there episodes. might be videos up there. Uh, anyway, well, depends on when you're listening to this. But yeah, we're on to our episode. For this episode, I wanted to talk about the history of geekery in the Philippines. What is your earliest geekery memory as a kid? For me, I think I told this on the podcast before, but I got an Atari game. I didn't understand what it was. It wasn't a toy. It wasn't something that mm. I could play with. So I was so angry. <laughs> I buried it in my grandparents' garden in spite. <laughs> and then the next day, I woke up and my dad already set up like the Atari, you know, the, the mm-hmm. old wooden Atari, the one that had the controller. Oh, it's the game that you buried. I buried the game. I didn't know yeah. what it was. They gave me the game. You can open one, one gift and you open this. this is like, what is this? This isn't candy. <laughs> This has no moving parts. What is this? I never remembered what that game was, but that was my earliest memory of like a geeky thing. It's not even a geeky thing. Like just just a spoiled brat. Thing. <laughs> it's a spoiled brat. Thing. <laughs> I, I think uh, during that time, a lot of people have their Atari memories. E- even for me, that was the first family console. Console, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think it was even called the console then. I don't know what it, it was. just called an yeah, Atari. Atari home Atari. system or something like yeah. that. Because it really, there was no other brand or product that was on that category, I think. In the Philippines. Yeah, in the Philippines at least. Oh, was there in the States? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like the Sega. ColecoVision. Yeah. Oh, those like, were earlier than the Atari? Yeah, I remember there's like the, uh-huh. the older ones that had like weird controllers. Yeah. At- Atari is kind of like the Betamax. Because they'd <laughs> like 
improved already to that point where it's like, okay, we can mass produce this. Because I think ColecoVision had a wheel for your controller. controller. It's a controller. But the, the Atari has that controller as well. It's a paddle. Yeah, but it's the, a, because the, the, the Atari paddle. has the joystick, joystick and, the the, and that. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, I, was there, I, there's a joystick and a button. Yeah. But the, the joystick has one button. Has one button. Has one button. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that was a weapon. That was a heavy thing. I remember, I think that had metal. Mm-hmm. I think it it's just heavy, heavy because you were a child. <laughs> that is true. It but it's be. probably not that heavy now. Yeah. But but I think, uh, especially for the Philippines, like uh, the, the status of the Atari is like, it was the only thing you could get here. Yeah, it's kind of like when we only had Betamax mm-hmm. and nobody un- knew what a VHS was. Oh, did you did you not have VHS here? In the Philippines, but much later. But much later, yeah. 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 Because it, it, the Betamax was so dominant. Sony yeah. Betamax was so dominant yes. that nobody even knew what a VHS was. And the same, Atari uh, enjoyed the same status. Yeah, the, the thing with Betamax as well is like, I remember being being really frustrated because all of the uh, all of the anime was in VHS mm-hmm. and I didn't have a VHS, <laughs> so I only have like very few. Like I had Betamaxes of Chinese or Cantonese dubbed anime that I had to watch and I couldn't uh-huh. understand Chinese. Oh, we had so we had uh, Cantonese Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the benefit of our younger <laughs> audiences. Maybe we have to explain what a Betamax or a VHS is. I think is. we talk about enough Betamax on oh, the show. That yeah, yeah so okay. still, so oh, just, but do you know why Betamax died? Well, why did Betamax die? It's the same reason why... What's the thing that was against DVD died? Oh, DVR. Uh, oh, the porn industry did not adapt The Betamax. porn industry mm. chose VHS. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, it's, so that's why Betamax died. That's why the thing that went up against DVD died. DVR. That's why HD DVD died and Blu-ray succeeded. Yeah. It's whatever... The porn, porn industry adapts. <laughs> yes, yes, but 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 it's, has been it's true. A <laughs> a porn, whatever the porn industry adapts, um, it's, it's not the, necessary. It's the, it's the uh, medium that survives. It is. It is the medium that survives. I guess I can also think about earlier memories, but it wasn't like as clear as that. Like I can remember that they said that they read The Hobbit to me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that. Uh, how about you guys? Like, what's your earliest? I think it's gonna be because mine's probably also. The Atari, because even before, like I just don't remember anything before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that, that might be a problem. No, I mean I'm like a few years, couple of years younger than you, so yeah. I don't know. No, I, mean, I remember like you know watching TV and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was the TV thing? No, but remember we we had what was what were the shows back then? It Bulaga was already out. Yeah, of course. And then. The, no, uh, I think Betamax was a thing. I yeah, Betamax. But Betamax, I didn't read anime or, or like geeky stuff for Betamax. I it remember was... blowing up our Betamax. Yeah. Because <laughs> my uncle had a generator which wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it was like, no, sorry. It's a really strong one that it can power multiple houses. Oh, so it overcharged. So it, no, no, it went from their house to relatives, 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 yeah. our house at the end. And it's like, okay, so we, when we turn on the generator, don't turn on your TV, mm-hmm. your, just the lights and your yeah. fan. And we turn on the Betamax because I was so, super bored. I wanted to watch Thumbelina. Because <laughs> that was the one we rented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it exploded, but it kept playing. But there were like white 
lines. Like not lines. It looked like notes that were going up and down. Oh, but like a like a <laughs> waveform or something. No, they looked like notes, but notes. They were, I mean, they were like not exactly notes, but they to 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 my how many year old eyes they looked like notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. How about you, Freddie? What's your experience in that? Like, mm, actually, there's a lot. Like, I would make my own rules for board games. Oh, wow. But uh, if it's about frustrating stuff, <laughs> which at that time, it wasn't frustrating. It was something I was enjoying. Yeah. I had these uh, American comics, which at that time was very rare. I think it was the time there still was no field bars yeah. at that time. And then I had some uh, American comics, DC, Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid and I didn't know that these things would eventually become valuable. So what I did was I cut them up yeah. and then, <laughs> of course, you yeah. know, pasted them on my cabinet yeah, and then turned them into stickers. And then now I realized, oh my God, those were like, oh, these are Neil Adams issues of <laughs> Batman and like yeah. super old Conan comics. That's actually, remember, <laughs> that's like a sign of like an old wealthy family's house if you look if at you the kids American room, comics. no 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 <laughs> if you look at the the closets and then it's like these off-white or cream and then colored, there's, a and there's like stickers <laughs> on it yeah. you have this really strange in a way elegant Spanish style closet and then there's like a rainbow bright sticker there or a Care Bear sticker there the Care Bear sticker there were a lot of Care Bears yes. and rainbow bright stickers mm-hmm. I also did that do you know the it's the little attraction set, the one with the one where Wolverine, Wolverine lost his, his know, with, with Magnet, Magneto, yeah. mm-hmm. and they, it had a hologram of Wolverine in front. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had that set, and I cut up all of those <laughs> <laughs> and put them in my NBA card binder. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it it's like in the past they'd like just get those things because they're like okay they're mine now, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna make make them look my stuff cool. It kind of like harkens to what the what's done in the US. Like, you know, no, the, but the, the the weird thing about that is I know that collectibles gain value by that time because I was already I already had NBA cards. Oh, okay, that's, that's so that's so you, like why did I do that? That is that is bad. You already knew that that has value, and then yeah, you still no, did it. No, I didn't know that the comics had value, but I know that collectibles stuff, had value. Collectibles yeah. had value, so just not comics. You know how like people would put baseball cards on the spokes of their bicycles mm-hmm. to make it sound, sound yeah. right? No, but you can do that with the text. Exactly. <laughs> the text and stuff. It's the same thing. You're trying to make yourself, your environment cooler using these memorabilia. And that's kind of charming as well because if you think about it, that's no longer done. Everything is like in packages. Everything is like in, you need to remember this. But in the past, it was, yeah. you're getting it and then you're going to yeah, put like, it. Like now, People buy toys and it never gets taken out of the package. Never played with. Never played with. I mean, uh, no, back even then. kids. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, maybe not kids. Not all kids. I, guess. I think the toy industry now is mainly targeted at uh, <laughs> not adult really collectors. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Not I remember really one. Kids anymore. I don't. I don't remember if it's Christmas or like a seventh birthday of my nephew. Where there were actually toys. Like someone gave toys, but they were like, you know, the China. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Spooderman, I don't know, yeah, or something like that. And it's the, yes, the, the they, green don't, they don't even open it. The Spider-Man that has the DC logo <laughs> yeah, in it. Something <laughs> like that. Or the Spider-Man with the or super... Th- th- this, wasn't, this, this wasn't that bad. Like, this actually said Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but you could mm-hmm. clearly see that it's a bootleg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, didn't, they don't even open it. It's just there. The bootleg ones are, are 
it's interesting because there's like weird things that you can get from the bootleg ones as well. Like if Spider Man has a car or something. Yeah, spider car. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> spider robot. But the robot ones are interesting because you get all sorts of weird stuff when you get robots. But the thing is with the robots right now, even if it's not like branded transformers, there's really high quality oh, the uh, third party right? third party transformers in quotes that are out there they don't necessarily use the transformers brand but these guys make quality stuff and they're not cheap they're just not transformers branded so they just transform they just transform from, from what robot to uh, vehicle or okay. something yeah okay. and they're high quality stuff and they're still pretty expensive some of them can be arguably more uh, of a higher quality than some of the stuff Hasbro comes Hasbro out with. Yeah. It's, it, that makes a lot of sense. They also have that with Gunpla. Remember the, what's mm-hmm. the one with the starts with a cake, a sheet, Korea? I mm-hmm. love the really big Gunpla. green one that doesn't have an official kit. Okay. But what you do is like you buy like a strike, like one of the cheap Gunplas, you get the, the skeleton mm-hmm. and then it, you get a kit. It used to be 20,000 and you just put it on that and you get oh. the Kashtiriya. I, I don't know what that is. I mean, yeah. I'm not really that big. But like that, that thing is like not even that, not even licensed Bandai. But like it's better than whatever they have. <laughs> so yeah, those things exist now. Transformation by their very nature, you have to play with it. Mm-hmm. It's not a stationary. It's yep. not. It's not something that's just there. That toy that you've seen online, where you command the, mm-hmm. yeah. the robot to transform, that's like. It's really cool. But at the same time, we were kids. I don't know. I ha- I borrowed a friend's Grimlock. I think that's a sa- that's a status symbol of children. If you have Grimlock. If you have a Grimlock, <laughs> you are you are the king of that neighborhood. Like if you have a no, no, right. If you have oh, a Oh, and Dinobot, they just came out. The first time that the Dinobots came when the, out. Yeah. If you have a Dinobot, it depends. If you have the Stegosaurus, you are <laughs> you are the you are the least of the best. Right? If you have Grimlock, you are the high, no, high no, level trap. I forgot. Do the, do the Dinobots merge? No. No, they do not. No, they don't? They Ever? Never. There was a rumor and a whispers in I, the I playgrounds. know I know that I heard that somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. But no, they do not. They do not. I had the, the planes that merge. Hmm. The Aerobots. Aerobots, yeah. Aerobots, yes. I don't know if it's bootleg. It's probably bootleg, but... <laughs> Supremor, I think. I remember the episode where they were created by Alpha Trion in Cybertron. Because mm-hmm. they never they needed planes. No, yes. no. Well, yes, they needed planes. But because the Autobots needed a way to fight the Stuntacons. If you remember the Stuntacons. Stuntacons. <laughs> no, because... Huh? Okay, what are so those? there was an episode where it's, it was a cold open for no, Transformer no, not episode. No, not the Constructicons. The Stunticons. It was a cold open episode. They were all cars. That, mm-hmm. But they were Decepticons. So, yeah, finished the. Yeah. So, in order to fight them, the Autobots created flying Autobots. Because, yeah, the thing before was. Oh, that, the, all of the flying ones were Decepticons. Yes. Oh, Decepticons fly, Autobots, Autobots don't. They run. just roll. Mm, roll out. They roll out. Exactly. Uh, we can have a uh, further discussion about that in the future, but <laughs> you'll learn more about Stuntacons and other Transformers. All of the Transformer lore I know. Is from a specific booklet of the toys. I don't know the toys. I don't have the toys, but it's the booklet. When you have the booklet, you have power. You know what else you can learn about? Yeah, you can also learn about another type of thing that you can play. I think this is something more for not kids, but big kids. 
And that's Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. It's an exhilarating mass battle war game that offers a perfect blend of accessibility to newcomers and intricate strategies options for seasoned veterans. Say goodbye to traditional player turns and predictable army deployment because Conquest introduces a refreshing command stack mechanic. As a commander, you'll have the power to determine the activation order of your troops at the beginning of each round, injecting a thrilling layer of tactical decision-making into every engagement. But that's not all. Conquest employs an innovative escalation reinforcement mechanic where the roles of light, medium, and heavy troops come into play. This ingenious system creates a realistic fog of war, ensuring that each unit's capabilities and strengths matter in the ever-shifting tides of battle. So that's our sponsor, Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. It's a, mi it's a minis war game. That's Is a that minis war game. Right way to, yeah. That's really cool. It's like the, war, the fog of war mechanic. Wait, how does that work? The board starts out empty, actually. So also, you, like you write your where your stuff is. So you cards. you have a stack of cards that represent your units, and then uh, you have to stack it before uh, a round starts, and then you reveal it one at a time with alternating with your opponent. So you only bring in one unit at a time. But you declare where the unit goes because of the stack. yes. So it depends on how the board's situation is. Then you decide where that unit mm. comes in. Once it's in, then you have to decide when it activates. So it's like the setup phase of Mage Knight back in the day. Nah, like you alternate. Yes, so, actually, that's the main thing with Conquest. It's that you alternate activations. You don't have like my everyone. turn and then I move all of my guys. Mm -hmm. And then you have your turn, you move all of your guys, which is causes like some problems because when I move all my guys, I get to shoot and then I wipe out a third of your army. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which you just problem. deployed and they're already dead. Yes. Yeah. Right. So interesting for, game. So for your next topic, Freddy. Okay, uh, it's Freddy's first time here, guys. So okay, so <laughs> I'm a bit shocked. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, the stores we used to frequent a long time ago. Mm. Oh, uh, wow. the geeky stores. Do this is uh, not a maybe geeky maybe store, the stores I mean, that predated <laughs> Neutral Grounds. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, but this is not a geeky store. But uh, a lot of people don't know Magnolia anymore. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Because the, there's a Robinson's yeah. Magnolia. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was Magnolia because there was a Magnolia there. A Magnolia plant initially. They have a ice cream store. Before that, it's just Magnolia plant, right? And then yeah. the store. It was that store, right? Where they started to serve burgers. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. love how we were get going to uh, geeky stores. Oh, we're, we're, we're get, we're and then it's it, food. Turning into food. <laughs> well, yeah, geeks I, need fuel. Yeah. But let me let me get... Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm cooking, I'm cooking. Let, let me get to that point. So they had the Magnolia thing, right? And they had the ice cream. And then after the ice cream, there's like, hey, they're so sweet. We want something salty too. Because, you know, we're Filipinos. We're mm. gluttons. So... We have French fries, but we want more. How about burgers? I can make burgers and then chicken. Sure, mix chicken. And then the burgers and chicken are really, really good. So, hey, let's make another store next to it. What do we call it? Well, we have Magnolia. We don't want to call it Magnolia's Best. Uh, it's fun. It's it's a place where kids are, so everybody's happy. Let's call it... Uh, it's, it's, let's also have like a mascot. Like, huh? Okay, let's call it maybe Jollibee. Yeah, that's a nice place, Jollibee. And so, they created the first Jollibee was uh, out Wait, is this a real story? I don't think so. 
this is not true. I thought that no, that's not true. That's not true. Because I think the first Jollibee is not in Kiapo. No, it's yeah, not. It it's not. It's not. But the it's in Kiapo and they yeah. sold ice cream. Yes, but that's kind of like the type of urban legends that <laughs> when you're in the eighties, you'd like wait. What? I have no internet. Yeah, it's it's kind of like and uh, that leads me to the the geeky thing that there's a place called Broadway Centrum. It's just an yeah. old place. Mm-hmm. It's still called Broadway it's, it's Centrum. Called Broadway Centrum, but oh, when you take take a jeep, no, you say Broadway. So I don't uh, I don't think it's called Broadway Centrum anymore. But the but the general area now is called Broadway, and the street there is now called Broadway. Yeah. So that was a geeky place for me because my dad worked used to work there, in in the in the bowels of Broadway Centrum were computers stores mm-hmm. and some of them you could rent a computer to play games and this was like late 80s early 90s so the computer games that have were really really basic but they had a full color that's important full color Monitor. game of captain america there's Why like captain america you pre- this was a famicom game but no it was it had an arcade, arcade game. where you press shift and forward to throw the shield mm. i remember that and i was like before i was like going down is like, oh Wait, that's a video game. That's Captain America. Oh, but it costs 20 whole pesos to play. I don't have 20 pesos. Oh, wait, 20? Yes, 20 pesos. Why? To play. Why is it that expensive? Minutes. A long time ago, it was expensive. expensive. No, but that was a lot for back then, 20 yeah, pesos. Yeah, yeah, it was. As a child, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. It's, it's eat food or play games. At the time, that I was still. 20. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it wasn't an hour, it's like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's why. That was a geeky place. And like all geeky places, it had video games. It had a food Mm -hmm. court. And most importantly, it had a ghost. So there's a person in Broadway Centrum that they said would knock on the doors or windows of cars. And then if you slept in your car, they'd knock on your window. And then if you look, they would bring out a decapitated head. I don't know where that story came from. (laughs) From the same person that Told you about yeah, the, the Jollibee story. Jollibee story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they used to film a lot of uh, TV shows at Broadway. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the yes. whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Is that the reason why your dad? Yes, worked that's there? my dad. Yes, yeah. that's that's where he <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I also have a lot of good memories with the Magnolia store. Mm. Because that really was a destination place. Yeah. And there we also had field trips to the Magnolia factory. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember that. What, what's the one in Green Hills? That's also food. No, the one that's like legendary. The one that has my favorite is Choo Choo Junction. When I no, was a not, kid, not, not. do you remember Choo Choo Junction? Yeah, I I, I remember Choo Choo Junction. Choo Junction. I never really got to go there. <laughs> oh, really? It's mm-hmm. a restaurant that was a train mm. in the parking lot of Green Hills, and they had a dish called Chicken Bullet, which was a like a white sauce chicken cheese spaghetti. Kamameshi, I guess, is another famous restaurant. No, it's, it's like a yeah, it's still there. It's still it, there. It is. Oh yeah. It's still alive. Forgot the thing. It's like a it's like a Sunday morning dinery feel. They have chick- good chicken. Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer's. I actually don't remember at all, but it, it, I I'd remember it if you if someone mentioned it. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, th- those Sizzler. No, that's it. Cindy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cindy's is the place oh, to be. Yes, I know. No, no. Did you know? Like at like around two thousand nine. Cindy's was gone here. Yeah. But they still had it. Because that was the time I was in Bacolod. They okay. still had Cindy's in there. Bacolod? Oh, <laughs> that's nice. So it's just, yeah. it's just, I just remember the Cindy's I guess because it's chicken, so. Yeah. And it's Bacolod. I, I, I don't guess. know. <laughs> it's still dim. Yeah. Uh, what about you? 
when I was a kid, I used to go to Green Hills and that would be like such a big deal for me because when I went to Green Hills, I got to go to Nova Fontana mm. and Phil Bars. So yes. Phil Bars is where I get my comics. Yes. Yeah. And then Nova Fontana is where I will get my RPG stuff and occasionally toys. toys. But the funny thing with Nova Fontana was if you're trying to collect the RPG books, you cannot complete any collection with Nova Fontana because their 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 uh, selection was spotty at best. I just realized much later on when I was already in business that the reason for that was they were not actually sourcing their RPG books directly from the publisher. Yeah. Uh, they were getting their stuff from a uh, from a clearance place. Okay. So they just got <laughs> so from, the from what's the book book sale <laughs> book sale yeah yeah so so something like that they got their uh, books from a clearance place so uh, you'd be lucky to have like a complete set of the Dungeons and Dragons books back then it was like basic expert yeah so to complete my collection I had to look elsewhere for it uh, during that time there was no internet. So no online shopping, so it was really hard. Yeah, the thing with Nova Fontana, I remember a lot. It's like a lot of it's it's a place where all siblings, both male and female, mm-hmm. can go because they also I'd had Barbie. Had, yeah, just because they had Barbie. Barbie, they had Barbie, they had My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. It, it was which my is not Pony. exclusively for female. Not right? exclusively, yeah. but <laughs> my sister loved My Little Pony. The old My Little Pony, the fat. You love My Little Pony. Yeah, but the the show. <laughs> but I'm talking about the toy, the old My Little Pony toy, toy that I don't know what it is, but apparently it has a scent that little girls love before, because she would like sniff it. It's like it has yeah, a strange yeah, smell. There's like bubble gum thing. You no, know, like the same thing with Sylvanian families, right? It also has this mm-hmm. weird Sylvanian. Sil- yeah, it's a. Right, that's it's a, a, also fur, a collectible the, toy. The furries. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that, that's an adult, more adult collector. Sure, yeah. The thing they're, I, they're really expensive. <laughs> the thing I remember about Phil Bars back then was Philemon Barbasa was really there, mm-hmm. like every day. Uh, no, I mean like, uh, most of most the time. Of time yeah. it, even at that time, they had several branches. Mm. So oh, but he was every, a yeah, guy. He he, you can see him at the Green Hill store, and then. Uh, but I think even then their main main branch was in Kubao. Mm. Yeah. But uh, now Philemon is no longer a fixture at Philbar. So that's a little bit sad. And and Philbars now I still go to Philbars a lot, but because of Bunko Pops. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't they have, have collectors. They don't have they have comics. Yeah, it the the business model has shifted uh, yeah. uh, a lot actually. It's shifted uh, several times now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I think of Phil Bars, I always think of that slushy dog. What? The slushy cross. Because it's a cross. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, because it's it's this this alley of these two opposing elevators, Mm -hmm. escalators, elevators, escalators, escalators, two opposing escalators going up. They're under the escalator. Exactly. One side is Phil Bars. The other side is the slushy, the slushy food thing, and they have the slushy dog, which you can get like either red or blue flavor. I don't know what the flavors are, but it's red and blue. And you can also have a taco. This, yeah. this is super underrated, but I suddenly miss Smokies. The rapper. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. Or Bun in the Run, actually. Bun in the Run. I just Bun in the Run all the time. Yes, Smokies was a big Smokies thing before. There's no more Smokies at all. No. Uh-huh. I haven't seen them at least. Nope, I don't think so. That's I think sad. Smokies even had like uh, at that time, 
professional basketball players endorsing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, they were that the big. They're juicy hot dogs, yeah. right? Isn't that, oh, wait, no, that might Pure be food. Pure I'm foods. not sure. I think they might be connected. They might be connected. Somehow. And or, before, that was a time where it's Smokies and A&W that was always oh, on, on TV. Orange Julius. If you went to Green Hills, mm-hmm. you knew the Orange Julius because that's where your parents dropped you when they went grocery shopping. <laughs> they put you at in Unimart. That, at Unimart. So the one, it's, it's immediately in the front. They just yep. put you there as a child. It's either there or the, what's that? It's the cafe. Oh, how about Lil's? Lil's when was Lil's? Lil's? Ah, this was there when I was a kid. So I it's know been, them it's in been there for they they've been around for uh, longer, longer. Yeah. So I I also used to buy uh, model kits from them. Uh, before before mini four wheel drive. Yeah, before <laughs> oh, mini four wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I got uh, World War Two miniatures and dinosaur miniatures mm-hmm. and painted it up. Yeah. Was there always also one in Harrison Plaza, Lils, or was it something else? Isn't uh, the one in Harrison Plaza before they tore it down is uh, JMN's Hobby. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah That's uh, still around. I think they moved to Fisher Mall. That's uh, owned by Natalie Kao. I researched them lately because of when I was looking for an air compressor. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but there's also another another um, like geeky place in that area uh, that I remember was Comic Quest. So, Comic Quest. So what happened to Comic Quest? Still there. It's still around. Yeah, I think they're still in Mega Mall. Because the SM Mart went close. Mm-hmm. The one that I know is across Pancake House in Shopsville. Mm-hmm. The House of Mini Restaurant, and there's an alleyway. To the left is Pancake House, and to the right is Comic Quest. And it's funny because you mentioned fill bars. I remember as a kid, it was kind of like church. Nowadays, you call it manifesting. But mm-hmm. before we just go there, <laughs> I just look at the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. trade paperback, the compiled Eastman and Laird, the, you know, where they were fighting um, space triceratops. Yes, that series oh, yeah. of uh, Salvatore is, is their enemies, like a goat man that has time powers. I just look <laughs> at that and it's like, oh, I really want that 900 pesos. It's so expensive. Wait, what? Yeah. Why was it 900? It's like a compiled compilation book. That's still a lot. It's still a lot, yes. As a chair. Because right, right now you can get like like trade paperback compilation for still 900 it's <laughs> 900 bucks it's like they have to change the price point <laughs> like they made the things smaller but it's kind of like the archie well, inflation fair, the dollar then was like 25. actually I don't think you can get a trade paperback anymore. now for 900 not anymore no. <laughs> oh yeah that's sad trade paperbacks would be what at, at least 25 to 30 dollars so they'd okay. be around uh, 1,000 plus. That's also mm. my first experience. That's the low end. That's the low end. Yeah. Yeah. That's also my first experience as uh, inflation. I, I, just, I also just remembered that mm-hmm. the last time I bought comics was like 10 years ago. So. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that. The same, the same. But that's my first experience of inflation actually with comic comics. Books because the mm, double digest. The because, no, because the double digest mm-hmm. shrank. It was mm. much smaller now. And that, so, that, that's shrinkflation then. That's, that's not, shrink, I'm sorry, shrinkflation. Because <laughs> Double Digest before is like this. It looked like a Bible. I remember, oh, oh, it's Archie. I'm going to read Double Digest. Then later on, oh, it's it's an Archie comic. Then when I saw it, it's like, wait, this is a Double Digest? This is an ordinary Archie comic mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Double Digest just this thin. A good gauge for inflation is magic packs. Yeah. Like they used to be how much? 50 before? Or 100? 120, I remember back in. No, no it, it started below 100 pesos. 
uh, that I remember that because it was seventy five pesos to buy Fallen Empires in high school. Yeah, he's, I think he's started. Where were you buying Empires? Fallen Empires? That's <laughs> a bit pricey. <laughs> it, it, I, I know I was buying it at sixty. At sixty. Uh, <laughs> outside of Savior, <laughs> there's a place. There's a guy in Savior. Oh, okay. then, uh, <laughs> because they know the Savior kids are. Yeah, we can milk these couch, kids. We can gouge them. Yeah. <laughs> Now, okay. now, how much is a magic pack? One fifty? No, three hundred. Yeah. What? This <laughs> magic is so low. <laughs> it's crazy. Is it three hundred now? Three hundred, mm-hmm. I think. Because there's no more uh, regular daft pack. Yeah, just the. So it's now all everything. Collector. Like collector. Uh, yeah. It's now no, it's, it's called the play booster. Ugh. And it's three hundred now. Three hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. No, because even when I was playing Magic, I didn't buy booster packs. I don't even know how much they are. Yeah, because yeah. it's just play. You just, you just draft, draft yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for the topic there, Freddie. Just a lot of stuff back in the day. Yeah. How about you, uh, Jr? That, that was topic? actually a good segue to my topic, which is like, what what pulls do you remember from whatever cards from Magic the Gathering? Ma- anything Magic. The first packs I opened were actually revised packs. Oh, and you and, remember the cards? Yeah. Wow. And those didn't have... Uh, I, I didn't open colors. packs. <laughs> I opened those tournament packs. Yeah. The, which are also random. And then I remember back then... Just, that, oh, but it had three random rares. Yeah. So you, a, you didn't know which were rares mm-hmm. and which were commons. So oh, the starter commons. deck? Yeah. Starter deck. So the weird thing then was when you're opening packs and it's the first time you're seeing the game, Wow, crow worm, six four. Wow, this is so big. <laughs> same example. It's, and then it's you the see something like it's always oh, Lanor elves. <laughs> it's one one. It produces green mana. That's the same thing as land. So why would I want it? And yeah, then you, you see things like uh, birds of paradise. This is even dumber. It's no power. <laughs> it has no power. It can't attack. Zero one. <laughs> it can fly, so it can attack, but it has zero power. So what's the point? Or my favorite. Why would I get a dual land when I can just put two lands? Yes. <laughs> that was an argument. That was the argument. Yes. Why would I spend? Seriously. Am I, am I a fool to pay 500 pesos for a dual Wait, land? Wait, duals were five, already, 500. already 500? Yes. 90s. 500 bucks. Well, that's yeah, around that, yeah. Because I, I bought my set of Taigas in 2001 for 2,000 pesos. Two five. No, that's like... Well, but that's 600 something yeah. for, so, but that's yeah. like a huge jump for I mean that's the same as the dual lands didn't become crazy until 2009 yeah. or something yeah I, I think the at that point there was still no uh, big speculative market collectible speculative market so there was no big jump mm. until the the whole MTG finance thing happened yeah. when that thing happened that's when people started looking at these things hey, hey these things are investment are investments that you can, you know, actually put your part your money into that even uh, spiraled out of control when the crypto bros, yes. after making crypto their money bros. in crypto, oh yeah, I remember that, wanted to invest in something else other than crypto. So yeah. they went into collectibles and that really affected the collectibles market. Now, all these crypto bros <laughs> used to want to have all these cool magic cards, cool comic books and other stuff. Now they have money and they'll park it in the stuff that they Previously, couldn't afford the Sam. What's his name? Uh, the FTX guy is Sam Bankman Fried. Bankman Fried is mm. a magic guy. Ah. He financed l- limited resources. Mm-hmm. For yes, what? 
the FTX like, was a sponsor. Like just a sponsor. Yes, <laughs> because he liked it. Yeah, FTX sponsored so many things. They have yeah. a, their own arena. Yeah, but he Sports sponsored arena. particularly Magic because he played Magic. Mm. He plays Magic. He likes mm. Magic. So, well, yeah. Marshall is making some good bank in repairing oh, watches. <laughs> I, I watch that channel. That's yeah, I mean, nice. It's, 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 it's getting a lot of views. Right? You don't watch the views. Brian David Marshall? No, no. The no, other Marshall. Marshall, Marshall Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. He's a commentator for Magic. Mm. He has... The, the uh, one with LSV and limited resources. But he also does watch repair. <laughs> so it's channel. a channel that does <laughs> watch repair. It's actually a big it's thing. It's very nice to watch. <laughs> He has all of the things that you need to repair watches. Mm. <laughs> he has the machine that cleans. He has the the, the little <laughs> magnets. <each> every... <laughs> what's, what's interesting with the uh, you know that time, mm-hmm. there was no indication of what you're pulling is a rare or uncommon oh, yeah. or common. So you had no idea of value. There'd yeah. be whispers. Things and then, but actually, so I, so I if you're they're... trading with someone, mm. like you could just really get screwed over if you have no idea but, but what you're doing. I think they're actually the back right the three back cards that's the whispers because before it was the fourth card mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not the fourth card sometimes it's no they actually the they actually know right like if they if it's like alpha investments opening it they know they know which one of course now yeah once you right once you have an idea but when but, we were kids it was like, you know when no, we didn't know what, what well i was. wasn't a kid then but i still didn't know what i was doing like yeah. i just opened it and everything like no oh, all these are cards and when you're when when you have a limited pool, you have no idea of what rare is, yeah. because in your limited pool, a common could still be you know you only have opened one of it, so you really mm. have no idea of rarity. So yeah. when you're trading, it could get like you know really dicey. <laughs> like nobody will let go of the Shivan Dragon. Yeah, no. but that, that was rare. It yeah. was rare, but to nobody, be fair. and nobody wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, and then you say you have a. Nice- Masera is also rare, right? No. No, it was uncommon. It was uncommon. Mm. Because it's the same level as Shengir Vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the force of will, which was uncommon, but mm. was treated as rare even back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Sarah Angel got the became rare uh, a tenth edition. Mm. Was when was that the first time they started printing black bordered uh yeah, tenth, base sets? Tenth uh, edition. Yeah. That's the first I time Sarah Angel became a rare. Mm. But do you remember what your first magic pool was? What do you mean, like uh, the pack? Yeah, the pack. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> so hard. I remember pulling a Sarah Angel, and then uh, Im- immediately after pulling it, somebody wanted to trade it for a crowworm. <laughs> and and then the crowworm. I I didn't know the rarity, but the fact that he was so insistent, you know, had me oh, Alarm bells were starting to ring in, <laughs> in my head. Uh, no thanks. Even as a child, <laughs> even as a child, I would. Well, I, a high school student is not necessarily a child, but when I was a high school student, I would say no to that. Sarah Angel is a girl. Had so, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I, I didn't want to reach that point, but she had great art. At the same time, 4 4 flyer. 4 4 flyer. That, you know. Yeah. But I remember my first my first pool was a Sedge Troll. I remember that specifically because, like, what, what is this? It's a red card that needed swamps mm-hmm. and you regenerate with black mana. This is such a confused card. How about you, Jay? What was your first pool? Do you remember your the first, first pool? The, the, the thing with me is I never bought booster packs ever. I, I never gave neutral grounds money. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, I, I, I rarely bought booster packs because I always bought singles yeah, yeah. or, and, or boxes. Right. Well, yeah. Or yeah, booster or draft boxes or play drafts or whatever. I never I wasn't a fan of opening 
boosters, so I actually don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I think I first tried to open packs in Onslaught because of the fetch lands, mm-hmm. which I didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. But but for that now, but the one I really remember was it's actually Pokemon. With, are you familiar with a shining Pokemon? Yeah. yeah. It's just really rare. I think one in every six boxes. Know. It's like a super rare card. And the funny thing is, the the reason I remember this is I went to Phil Bars, bought one pack, got a Shining Gyarados. Thought that was cool. Bought another pack, got another Shining Gyarados. Yeah, that's <laughs> and crazy. I was like, what? <laughs> like, um, they, they were clearly from different boxes. Yeah. But yeah, it's and it's like the Shining is one in every how many boxes. And there are like, six of them so just the odds of pulling two of yeah. the same was just stupid I still have both of them they were oh those are that's what those are yeah I, they're worth anywhere between one to ten thousand dollars each now depending on condition wow oh yeah because conditions because in Pokemon they're super it's, it's all about conditions yeah. magic yeah. we don't as long as you can play with them yeah. <laughs> we don't the Japanese are the ones that are super for, for play you don't really care but for the guys who are like into investing and stuff yeah. the grading for magic is actually very important as well. But, like but there's like, a big difference uh, between an a ten, a nine point five, yeah. a nine, an eight point five. The difference is jump. Yeah, the jumping. But, but the, ma- the thing with magic is the price that we see online mm-hmm. is the I don't care about condition price. Yep. Yeah. So it's always whatever price you see there, you can get that money for the card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and meanwhile, yeah. Pokemon, it's always this is Pokemon the Pokemon is like a big range, and yeah. you don't know what to sell but the card for. I, I think that the reason for that is. Even now, Pokemon is mainly a collector's market. Yeah. There's, you really barely see kids actually playing the cards mm. properly. They will play properly. in some, <laughs> some weird way, but yeah. not as per the rules. Yeah. You know, if you see, go to a Pokemon tournament, you probably see adults playing there. Mm. Uh, as, as a primary market, I think it's still kids. Right? It's still kids. Well, and, and kids' parents. But, you know, <laughs> recently, it's been the collector market that's yeah. been driving the prices up. And the collector market are not kids. Yeah, yeah definitely. There used to be kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's kind of like what you'd, you'd expect people that would get packs. Because I remember these people buy these nowadays because they didn't have that when they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Or something that really like... I remember this old game that I really it's dead now but I really love called Anime Hem if you mm, remember yeah that. I remember Actually, that I remember that yeah never I, played it but, I walked yeah. to Vera Mall this is, from my was school was this the same time as Raw Deal or no, earlier after it's, uh, it yeah. came after? before it, it's, Raw Deal came after okay. yeah Raw Deal is definitely after oh you love Raw Deal now Freddy's here we can have that discussion <laughs> in the future future <laughs> episodes guys so watch out for that future episode but I remember walking in the rain to get a starter deck of anime him. There's only one anime that I liked from the first, because it was like four animes. And generally they're like one famous anime, then three that you don't really know. <laughs> so it was Tenchi Muyo, Ranma One Half, Vision of Escaflone, um, Bubblegum Crisis. And I know Ranma. confusing because I know all of them except for Bubblegum. So they're girls that mm-hmm. are in rock band that, well, not all of them are rock band. Only one of them is a rock band, but the rest are like girls and they wear like these yeah. armor. Mecha armor. Mecha armor. It's familiar to me, but I, the only one I didn't watch there was Tenchi Muyo. Tenchi Muyo is great yeah. too. Yeah, that's the one I didn't watch of the four titles that you I mentioned. didn't watch any of them, but they were all familiar to me. But I yeah. know they all existed. And then Tenchi Muyo, 
is or this in English? English, yes. Mm. It's it's it was made by what's the dead company that made VCDs before? Huh? Pioneer. Pioneer. The is, cards. Yes, were made by Pioneer. Pioneer created that yes. game. That's why first of all, that's bad. not a dead company. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no. The the anime anime portion of Pioneer. I guess I guess that division. They. Right? I mean, they still make car radios, right? I guess. I guess. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's My car radios are. But is that the same company? <laughs> I, I the the one that manufactures the electronics. It, it could be that they just have the same name, but mm-hmm. it's it's an American company called Pioneer. So, and the thing it's with a, it's a common name. Yeah, and yeah. The, the game wasn't really good, but you could play it solo, and it's like one of the f- few games at the beginning, card games that you could play. Essentially, I don't solo. know why the name is familiar. Like anime, him sounds familiar to me. But I never. But I don't know cards. about this cards. So I think maybe there's somewhere else that uses this term anime him. Like Animax has a anime him Saturday, and that's what I remember. Maybe. I don't know something. Else. I don't remember that in Animax though. Mm-hmm. But anime him had that, and then the big thing, its last big expansion. There was a second expansion with even worse anime. It had like Dominion Tank Police. So this is just. Vice Swartz before it's it's Vice Swartz before Vice Swartz, but it was made by Americans, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really that good. <clears throat> it was the company that dubbed the it, anime. Yeah, it was in, the company in, that dubbed. So it. they also owned the rights mm-hmm. for the, rights the images and so yeah. they figured make a card game. <laughs> oh, I don't need snap. I mean, fena- the, like, no art assets at all. Yep. They were just the screen jobs. Amazing. Yep. I mean, Lord of the Rings did that. So. Oh yeah, I remember Lord of the Rings. But Initial D also did that. Oh, that's an, also another interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Visual D was good. But uh, it players. It had uh, some players, I, but I really liked it. Uh, Lord of the Rings had a lot of players when it was strong, but personally, I didn't like the gameplay. Really? Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, it, I hated it after Two Towers is the problem. The, the, the reason why I didn't like it particularly was because I felt that almost everyone played the same thing. Oh, I liked it because I played the rogue deck. <laughs> like oh, yeah. a, a super rogue deck that mm-hmm. wasn't even from the internet. Mm-hmm. I played a 100 card deck, which was Moria and Dwarves. And the whole thing was like, uh, there was a card that made you a red card for Moria. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Did you, you throw the original one? The other? The, the, deci- the one no, made, made by the, Decipher. This is the uh, new one. Yeah, that's I don't know. Decipher there's the, the Middle the, Earth. Middle Earth, the Wizards. Yeah. That was the first TCG for Lord for of the Rings. Rings. That was yeah. great. I it, for f- gameplay wise, it's kind of boring. But yeah, that's a problem, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of boring because it you go through all of these steps, but if you're like a if you're if you love Lord of the Rings, you do st- you you can actually do the entire story because you there's traveling, there's No, the, the new one um yeah. is and I think the deck you're saying is the Hobbit and is it more complex? No, no, no. Right? The, I was Aragorn. the decipher. Yeah, because everybody was playing fellowship. Everybody had Aragorn. The, yeah, basically, Aragorn, all the characters Aragorn. from the Fellowship. Yeah, that's yeah. basically everyone's deck, and that was the dominant strategy. So it no, became the Hobbit boring. Deck was also good. The stealth hobbits. What they did was like run and then stealth, 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 and it just had Frodo. I think that was the guy who was winning. I forgot his name. Yeah, but yeah, I was also with. I, I was number six ramp. Mm-hmm. Because of that stupid deck, I, I kind of remember <laughs> another card game that was before that, which was the, um, the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones Agot. before Agot. Yes, yeah, yeah, the the original. But the art of that it was, was 
Oh, it was that? done by Fantasy Flight Games and it was a TCG. It was a TCG. Yeah, but the art, yeah, you like the art? Yeah. It's okay. It's, okay. it's not it's not groundbreaking, but <laughs> for its time. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh well, yeah. Like the, even, to... even original Magic, the the first batch of Magic the Gathering cards. 90s fantasy art. Yeah. There was like some, you know, if you look at them now, there would be some art that like, huh, this made the cut. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just didn't like. I, I particularly didn't like the Agot art. Like even compared to L five Magic and everything, just something. There was just something about it was, or maybe not the art. Maybe that the the layout, the layout is layout very busy. The, card, the yeah. layout of the cards is so busy. Yes. Yeah. I remember, it, it, yeah. I the, the cards are like busy visually. Well, that's like one of the one of my favorite pools that made me make a deck. It yeah. Was this card called Valar Morgulis? Because he had plot decks, and one of this is Valar Mughal, even before the Game of Thrones shows. And it's kind of like that, along with a couple of other games. Um, what's that game with the superheroes? Um, VS. Mm-hmm. All versus of those games for that. All of you Americans. Oh, versus. They, yeah. they actually, because I remember this story, because a friend of mine asked like his sister or something, someone from the States, mm-hmm. to buy him VS cards. Yeah. And the store didn't know what they were talking about, so like versus. the hobby shop. Until oh versus yeah fine and then in all of these <laughs> games like the Game of Thrones ones the well Lord of Rings no Lord, Lord of the Rings struck when the Iron was on so mm-hmm. that made me yeah but not the Middle Middle Earth the Wizards didn't wasn't able to reach so that was the thing yeah. with Lord it, of the Rings because like, th- there was a mechanic there where you went to sites mm-hmm. yeah so like when it was just fellowship it was like some sites the Balrog. Mm-hmm. And then blah 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 until the 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 Lurts battle, mm-hmm. it was just site nine, and then you're done. And then I'm for then, yeah. yeah, and then for when two towers came out, it was like a totally different set of sites. Which like, it, it's like oh, I spent so much time figuring out the whole Map and first then. nine sites, and then this change, and then also oh, no more Balrog at site six. Yeah, which was a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, but, they they did strike while the, while the iron was hot because. Uh, they came out when the movies came out. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, it came out because of the movies, right? The, mm-hmm. the Decipher version. I yeah. think but it was three expansions per movie. movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, Lord of the Rings, The Wizards, which is, I feel, is a superior game to that, was, was on its decline when the movies were starting to come out. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, I think it was already discontinued by then. It's a sad thing. But that's actually our show. Thanks for listening to the Random Pinoy Geek Podcast. This has been Elvin with Freddy and JR. And remember, it's okay to geek out as long as you know when to stop. stop.